0: Ooh. Welcome to the SCU Buzz podcast. My name is Yasmin, and today we are joined with Teresa Mitchell. She is founder of the Agape Outreach Inc. that services the homeless and needy. She's about to finish her Bachelor of Psychology, and we have a very special announcement about Teresa as well that we'll get to shortly. Firstly, we acknowledge that we are on Yangambe land and we respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present and all aboriginal and torres strait islander peoples today. Hello Teresa, welcome to the podcast. Firstly, tell
1: us a bit about Agape. So Agape is working with the homeless and needy and we are based in Tweed Heads. What we're doing is we're out on the street in a van, we give out hot meals on the street and we do that between Byron Bay in New South Wales and Runaway Bay in Queensland. We're doing about 700 meals every week. We collect rescued food to be able to do this because we're not government funded, everything we have to do is fundraised. That rescued food is collected from shopping centres, supermarkets, bakeries, restaurants, We put it into the cooked meals and then we also make food hampers for families in need. We get about 150 families a week come to our centre looking for food support so it goes out through there as well. At our centre, we also have um, laundry and shower access for people to come and use. Mm. We have case managers. Now, they're supporting people to do applications for housing. It might be medical. It could be legal. Whatever their need is, we're there there to support them. A lot of people might have a literacy problem. And just to have someone there to hold their hand. We also have a psychology department that opened in the last year. So mental health has been a really huge... Um, impact through mm. homelessness, especially being border closures, because we're on both sides of the Queensland New South Wales border. Yeah, A cool. lot of extra people made homeless with the border closures, and mm. mental health is just through the roof. Uh, Through our centre in Tweed, we also have training classes Mm. and they can range from cooking, nutrition, barista classes, budgeting, all of that type of thing. Wow. (laughs) You've got it all covered, don't you? You've thought of everything. It has to be a holistic approach. Yeah. You know, when I first started this 12 years, almost 13 years ago now. Yeah. I just thought, well, it'll be feeding the homeless. You know, what's the point in, you know, trying to get a house for somebody when a person's starving? And I was good at being able to ask people to help. So I got food, donated, and started to cook meals. And I didn't really think it would go beyond that. 12 13 years ago there was next to nothing here for the homeless mm. and I just couldn't keep walking past a homeless person and do nothing there was a couple of charities that were doing a couple of meals here and there but it was very infrequent mm. and I would you know I was looking for it I was seeing it all the time and to give you a bit of a, an idea, like seeing a, a couple with a baby in a pram with their skin peeling off because they had nowhere to go during the day and it was sunburn, and then digging through a rubbish bin to feed the child. I couldn't have that kicking in my gut. I had to do something and that was, you know, part protesting for a drop in centre, which we've ended up getting under Saint Vincent de Paul's with Fred's place, which is oh, wow. fantastic. Yeah, that's great. And of course Agape's got our own centre now as well. Um over COVID, of course, it's not really a drop in centre as such, mm. but there's still food support and that holistic approach is what we're going for because I really do believe everything is equally important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is what blows my mind. So you've done all that. It's so much. And I can only imagine how your day-to-day business would look like. It would be very chaotic. Yeah. So what made you take up studying on top of that? You must be superwoman.
1: <laughs> no, um, it, it really is a, a bit of a retirement plan and mm. an idea to get myself a decent wage one day. Yeah. Um, everything think that we do through our centre, like we have over 200 volunteers, and like I mentioned before, we've just got our fourth employee, we have to fundraise everything.
0: That's and of crazy. course, COVID
1: has just kicked us in the gut over and over financially, as mm. well as food. So businesses have closed. So all of that has dropped off. Um, our request for help for food with 400 a week before COVID, and they went to 700. But our food quantities dropped from two tonne per week to 800 kilos. So we put about $500 a week into excess food. But for myself, I want to be able to still make a good wage, be a professional and slow down one day when I can't keep running. And being a psychologist working in my own businesses with supporting the homeless and needy, it's what I want to do.
0: Yeah, well, we're very excited to announce that you've actually won Student of the Year.
1: Congratulations. Uh, it's so exciting. It really is. It's, yeah, it's It's got so much more excitement to it because every now and then a will win an award for mm. the work that we're doing. And, and, you know, that's rare as it is to get a pat on the back, but to have something with my name on it, that's even nicer again. It's just... It really is, and an and edification of my work as well. I'm not quite finished the bachelor yet, three units to go. <gasps> not <So>. counting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every minute. Yeah, <laughs> so, but just to be able to, you know, say, and not only did I do a degree, but I've got that little bit more as well. It's fantastic.
0: So, what next after your three units are finished? Are you going to continue <laughs> oh, on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Honors, masters, becoming a fully qualified psychologist uh, in, in you know, practice. Obviously, working in my own practice that I've started, yeah. and um, you know maybe even a doctorate one day.
0: Wow, the sky's the limit for you. When did you decide that that's what you wanted
1: to do? Um, I think it's more something that burns inside and acting on it. Mm. I've always wanted to help. I've volunteered since I was probably... 15, 18 something along those lines you know I've done lovely stuff that I've enjoyed doing hydrotherapy with accident and stroke victims and intellectually disabled people mm. and I've um, you know volunteered with Careflight and Endeavour Foundation and many many places over the years SIDS You know, participated in many one day things as well and enjoyed all of it. But I suppose it was just answering a call within myself and saying something needs to be done here. There's a gap. And that gap for me was seeing people sitting on the street Mm. hungry. Yeah. And that's where it started. And then from there, it's that pain in their eyes and it's like, well, you you need someone to talk to and I can't have you out there self-harming. I just can't walk away and leave you doing that. I need to connect you up with somebody. And when I've got people walking into the centre and they're going, but it's three months to get in to see a psychologist. Yeah. Which is getting worse and worse with all the COVID. Exactly. Well, I'm just going to create more. With COVID, yeah, it's obviously
0: there's been a huge spike in those services and the need for them. And, you know, our mental health plans, they went from 10 to 20. But I think it comes down to resources and the actual availability of things and if you think about someone that is in that state of mind asking for help is hard as it is totally and then you know so the more services that we can create and like you said even volunteering to help you know there's a lot of services where you can learn um, counselling I mean you'd know more than me
1: about it. Yes um, volunteers with skill sets is rare Yeah, different skill sets and I know within our organisation everything from social media, event management uh, through to cooking, Mm. so case management. There's just so many different areas that people can plug into. I personally do not believe that the numbers of people seeking help for mental health are going to decrease. I think it's only going to keep increasing over the next years to come. Yeah, COVID's going to have an ongoing impact Mm. for quite a while and we're going to need more psychologists out there helping.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for those that are looking to volunteer, how can the everyday person help out?
1: Uh, We've got a volunteer form on our website. So that's www.agapeoutreachinc.com. You do have to have the ink, I-N-C, on the end. Ah, Okay. (laughs) Agape is a very popular word. There's a couple of thousand of them around the world. So if you put the ink in, you'll find us. Yeah, okay, good. (laughs) Fill in a volunteer's form, start there.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So if you don't know, agape is a Greek word and it means unconditional love. So that's why I've chosen it. Oh,
0: stop. My heart. (laughs)
1: Sums up what we're doing. And you
0: can get very far with unconditional love, you know. So what have you liked most about Southern Cross? I know you've had to have it online this year, which has
1: been a bit tough. But what's been your favourite thing? oh oh now that's putting me on the spot um, <laughs> like I haven't actually been able to attend a class yet because my first year I did online through another university mm-hmm. and then I transferred here to do the next two years so that I could actually attend class and COVID hit yeah. so I haven't actually been to a class yet the uni looks beautiful can't wait to rub shoulders with some friends you know yeah. and, and meet some people that are like-minded really looking forward to that but the online experience having the comparison of two unis i've really loved that too southern cross uni has a lot to offer over what's happening in in some other spaces yeah it's very modern it's very focused on the the current day workload Mm. so i've found the teachers very engaging to support and help so I've really enjoyed the experience. I, I can't say I enjoyed the first uni I was at, and I won't say any more on that, but it, it's been a really nice blessing, I suppose, to, to come to somewhere that feels like it wants you there.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, we do want you here <laughs> forever.
1: That might be the case. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's incredible. Do you have anything from your degree that you've learned that's really stood out for you? I know it's hard to narrow down.
1: Mm. Oh, all right. Well, I, I might push a few buttons here. That's Sa- okay. Statistics. Love them, hate them. Ooh. Can I say that? Okay. okay. I, n- I never went to grade 12 in school. Yeah. Algebra and math is all a new thing to me. Really? I am struggling with statistics so bad, but I am so excited about statistics at the same time and I want to learn to love them. Really? With my passion for the homeless, there is just so many stereotypes out there that I want to break down. I want to change policy on what's happening out there. I want to get more support for people in need, whether that be domestic violence or elder abuse or anything along those lines, homelessness itself, even just the conundrum of do drugs come first or does homelessness come first? Mm. I want to address these things and statistics, I suppose, is my answer to that. I don't see it being my full-time life because I'm a purple person. I've got to work with people hands-on. Yeah. But I want to make some ripples
0: Yeah, it's definitely like you said, it complements the truth at hand, you know? Yes. And sometimes people need numbers to understand things or to agree with things rather than just a sentence. It's like, look, this is how many people are affected. And this is why we need to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely wasn't very savvy in the math department uh, growing up, which was really awkward because my dad's a maths teacher. So, like, okay. you know, he'd be like, oh, you're your report card, interesting, maths, D. And I'd be like, oh, that's not mine. That's that's a different Yasmin. They got them mixed up. But, you know, I I made up for it in other areas. It sounds like you have really Maybe. cool parents. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, that's funny. Yeah, cool. So statistics, what else have you covered? Uh, My first class here was how to fill in an NDIS application. Really? And I was just so over the moon. I'd spent a whole year at the other university learning Freudian techniques and, and, you know, stuff from 100 years ago.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: to come here and have my first class on how to fill in an NDIS application...
0: Woohoo! Yeah. You're <laughs> you just like, okay. I'm this back is it. in
1: the real world. Yeah. I can use this tomorrow. You know, I can run in with this and, and start on the feet. So many things have just been so relevant. Mm. they really have and I know that there's so much more I'm hungry there for it I really am I do want to learn so much more And, and there's also the the positive to go back over it because there's so much that was missed in it as well you know the the new system that's coming in I'm looking forward to that to be able to focus on one subject at a time you know obviously I'm a busy person and juggling two or three subjects at a time with that as well, it's like, oh, my gosh, who am I going to give this half an hour to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, um, you know, I, I'm hungry for that knowledge and I want to take more of it in because everything that I'm hearing does seem so relevant and that's very exciting.
0: Yeah, that's great. And it really does make all the difference. Like there's nothing worse than receiving a piece of paper that you can tell is from the early 2000s, the font's still, like, (laughs) size 23, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah. So what's next for you? Like, what are your dream plans? Because you sound like a very ambitious person.
1: Oh, definitely. So um, about three months ago, I launched my first book, published my first book. Really? So Stories from the Streets. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, so um all about education. If mm. I want to change those stereotypes, I want people to see homelessness through my eyes of what I'm seeing every day with families and domestic violence and um, terminal cancer and border closures and all of these things making people homeless. Mm. So I've written a book and I published that a couple of months ago. Stories from the Streets is available on our website. Beyond that, I can see a second one coming in a couple of years' time. I'm also doing tiny housing living estates. So I love those. <laughs> it's not there yet. Mm. We've got millions to raise, but yeah. I know it's out there and we're going to get our hands on it. Homelessness is so huge. There are so many people waiting for housing. Mm. Before COVID, the wait list in Tweed Heads was over 20 years for emergency housing. Really? Yeah. Now they don't even put you on the list. And so it's so hard to find housing.
0: That's so upsetting.
1: Yeah. So my plan is, well, we have to change the model that we're using. And it's not really been taken on board by governments yet and local councils to be able to allow tiny housing living estates. Mm. At this stage, they're allowing one granny flat in a backyard, but nothing put together and well it's a huge endeavor and i really don't have any idea when it's going to actually be on the first bit of ground that's the goal that's awesome 20 years that's a ridiculous it doesn't help people who need it now. So, we've got to do something about housing. And my plan is is get this tiny housing living estate up and running, prove it works, mm. get it in front of the government and say, right, you fund me now and I'll travel all around Australia and I'll set agarpes and tiny housing living estates up all around the country yeah. and let's get homelessness down to a minimum.
0: Wow, that's beautiful.
1: I just, I, I love how passionate you are. It's
0: refreshing to hear because until you talk to people or until you have these conversations you can just forget about it you know it's yeah. all about the awareness and then actually doing something about it is the next step yeah. even you coming on the podcast today is probably going to help a few people be like hmm, maybe I should help volunteer or <laughs> you know stuff like that so it's really great what you're doing and yeah. it's definitely inspirational. And I think it makes a lot of sense why you've won student of the year. It <laughs> checks you. out. I mean, I I wasn't in the committee to approve, yeah. but if they're wondering, I definitely approve. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. uh, look,
1: I would encourage students to come on board. We have so many interns from different unis and the odd one who rings up and says, look, I just want to get the practice in, mm. you know, whether that be case management, whether that be architecture, whether it that be retail or nutrition any of those types things and you know even for psychology for myself I know that practical experience goes hand in hand
0: yeah absolutely with the theory yeah and
1: I have had people volunteer with me go for jobs ask if i'll be a referee and every time that's happened they've gotten the jobs straight away really <laughs> so, but you know it doesn't happen enough it's about helping people mm. and and it's not about helping one it's about helping as many as we possibly can and for us that comes into the thousands every year but there's so many more in need well
0: thank you so much for joining us today i've loved chatting to you and seeing all that you're doing and i'm looking forward to everything that you will do and yeah it's just it's truly inspirational how you just started 12 years ago with an idea and now you're taking over the world